0: so i have zero idea if anybody is going to have any interest in this whole dawson's creek series sort of thing i had planned on trying to just cram it into one episode and calling it a day and then when i realized that this was probably going to be too long for that i had planned on maybe breaking it up into two episodes like their high school years and their college years and then even that was kind of too long i did the first episode is like significantly shorter than the other i mean not the first episode the first season is significantly shorter than the rest of the seasons and I am pretty sure that that like just me talking about the first season was like over an hour or something long. So there's virtually no way that I can put all of these into one because it would just be way way too ridiculously long. So, I'm just going to keep going and maybe do a podcast for each season, which is maybe obnoxious because there's going to be like five podcasts worth or something and honestly who likes Dawson's Creek like it's a dead it's a dead show like nobody's still watching it and like whatever but I like it and it's fun for me to watch it and take note and talk about it. So, if there's anybody on this earth that is interested in hearing more about Dawson's Creek, congratulations! I am going to break it up, I guess, by season. I mean, we'll see. I assume because this has more episodes than last season, I assume that this will be even longer than the first podcast. But in the event it's not, I'll try to cram seasons together. But more than likely, it's going to be broken up by season. So, this is season two. So the first episode of season two is called The Kiss. And it's basically just dealing with the aftermath of Joey and Dawson having their first kiss. And I think it's kind of funny the way that they have them tell everyone else. Like Joey is telling Bessie while they're changing attire. And then Dawson is telling Pacey while Pacey and Dawson are getting their hair done. So I think that's kind of funny. Um, Also in this episode Meredith Monroe, who plays Andy, is introduced. She hits Pacey while he, well, actually, he hit her because he is not looking. Um, but she thinks that she hit him, um, while he is in his dad's like police cruiser. So she thinks that he's a police officer and he kind of plays it off. And then she sees him in school later and she's like, What the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Whatever. And so to get him back, he has a crush on this girl named Christy who's played by Ali Larder, which is also fun. And, um, she, ends up telling Allie Larder or Christy that um Pacey has a heart stripe and like his his dying wish is to just like get to have a date with Christy and so she like convinces Pacey that like she's friends with Christy she'll like put in a good word and like sets them up on a date and then like he realizes that like Chrissy has a boyfriend and she like was only like taking pity on him and was just gonna like say hi to him and like whatever and so like their kind of banter going back and forth like Pacey kind of is like interested and like it sets up because obviously Pacey and Andy are in a relationship in the future so it kind of sets that up and um I think it's interesting Meredith Monroe was in her like I think late thirties when she was on the show. So again, with Joshua Jackson's character who Joshua Jackson was like 20 at the time being paired with someone who's like a lot older than him, like significantly older. And like Meredith Monroe seems more like a kid. Like she just seems very bouncy and springy and tiny and youthful. Um, No shade to the person who plays Miss Jacobs, but she looks like an older woman. Um, And so, like, I just think it's interesting, and I wonder how that was for them to play, like, that they're in love and stuff when they have such a huge age difference or if it even mattered or, like, I don't know. I'd be interested in knowing, like, how that kind of went down. Um, And then Dawson and Joey have their first date, which is at the Rialto, which is the movie theater, and it's closing down. It's, like, a very intense first date. Like, he picks her up in a speedboat, and it's, like, very very fancy um Jen ends up crashing their date because she's feeling lonely and she's having regrets and she's missing Dawson and she's wanting Dawson and whatever and so their date kind of goes like awry a little bit but like everything works out fine um there's like this kind of sweet moment where Jen and Grams are talking in the movie theater after everybody left and she's saying you just might be my very best friend and that makes me sad or something and then she's like if I'm the best company you have then I feel sorry for you too and it's just like a cute little moment um and I I really like it because Jen and Graham's relationship throughout the whole show is very cute so I like that um and then the only other thing is Mitch goes to see a divorce attorney and he's kind of making it seem like he's not sure about their marriage and he decides that maybe he wants to try an open marriage Um, And that's kind of all that happens with that. Episode two is called Crossroads and it is basically Pacey's birthday and everyone forgot about him. He says, I'm having the case of the Molly Ringwalds. Um, He failed his driver's test and he's just like not having a good day. Dawson will not shut up about Joey, and Pacey has just, like, had enough of it, so Pacey decides that he's going to have a party at the, like, pier, and he, like, throws this big party, and, of course, like, he doesn't know anybody that's there, and it's just, like, not a good birthday. Uh, Originally, him and Dawson had plans that they were going to take a road trip to Maine, and... Um, Dawson forgot about it and he's just like kind of feeling really like hurt or whatever and Andy is really the only person that acknowledges his birthday she like gives him a gift and she's like kind of being there for him so again like their bond forming and like it's kind of like she's hanging out with or like she's like paying attention to him and no one else is paying attention to him and she doesn't know anyone else and could, is very friendly, is very bubbly, could go make other friends, could go meet other people, but she is interested in him enough, like he is an interesting enough person that um, she's willing to just like kind of keep hanging out with him back to back and like continuing to put effort into their like banter instead of like going out and finding someone else and I think that that's kind of like cute and kind of telling because I think that she's pretty good for him and I I do like I obviously like I love Pacey and Joey but I'm okay with Pacey and Andy I'm not like down on Pacey and Andy so um then on top of that so the reason why Dawson is constantly talking about Joey is Dawson read Joey's diary and she was like bragging about the movie and saying that he was like not a good filmmaker or something in her diary. And so he gets all butthurt about it and they get into a fight and then they make up and it's whatever. Um I don't I don't love them, so it's like whatever. Um and the only other thing is Andy asks Joey to give her brother Jack a job at the ice house and as like a busboy or like whatever and he's like super klutzy, super clumsy Um, but she does, and, like, there's kind of, like, Jack is kind of very intuitive, and so he's, like, um, like, obviously he's gonna, like, weasel his way into, like, Joey's life very soon, but, um, this is, like, our introduction to Jack. Episode three is called Alternative Lifestyles, and this is basically the episode where, like you have this cool project where you have fake money and a fake life and you're like partnered up with someone who's like your spouse and like that kind of thing um this is the first episode that doesn't start in his room which I think is interesting and then I think from there on it kind of like some of them start in his room most of them start in his room but a lot of them do not and um Everybody is paired up, so Jen and Dawson are paired together, which is great for Jen. Molly's scratching. There's, like, trucks going on. There's, like, all kinds of things going on, so hopefully there's not a lot of background noise. Molly. <laughs> anyway, so Jen and Dawson are paired up together, which is good for Jen because Jen is, like, trying to seduce Dawson and, like, kind of get back, back with Dawson. Pacey and Andy are together. Joey is a single mom so she's by herself and then this is like not really important but Abby Morgan is paired up with some guy Kenny or something and um, I thought it was interesting because he's the same guy that plays Jimmy Edwards in One Tree Hill. Um, So they're all paired up together and um, Jen and Dawson are like working really well together. They agree on all the same things. Oh, I can hear the truck. Okay. They agree on all the same things and they, um, like, whatever their, like, part of the assignment was, it was that they were, like, fairly wealthy. And so, like, they have kids and they send them to nice schools and they have, like, vacation houses. And, like, Jen just talks about, like, oh, our, like, fake life is, like, perfect and, like, we could totally do this. Like, it's very, like, symbolic of their life. And then the same thing kind of goes for Joey. Um, Joey is supposed to be like a single mom and blah, blah, blah. And um, her and Bessie kind of get into like a little bit of a tiff because Bessie is like, oh, I can help you. Like, ask me whatever you need to ask me. You know, I run a successful business and blah, blah, blah and whatever. And Joey's like, yeah, but you're like not the model image. And like she kind of hurts Bessie's feelings because she wants someone that's like more successful to help her out. And she ends up getting help from this woman who works for a design company. And, um, like, towards the end of the episode, obviously, like, Joey and Bessie make up and whatever, and she, like, appreciates all the things that Bessie does for her, but it's very kind of symbolic, because that's, like, kind of the life that you can see for Joey, like, this, like, single mom, like, sort of, like, living on her own, like, trying to to make it on her own kind of thing, um, and then Pacey and Andy are struggling because... Pacey feels like Andy is very spoiled and you know the project is fun for her because they have a little bit of like less money to make their relationship work and things and Andy's kind of struggling because Pacey doesn't work hard and um like Pacey's telling her like it doesn't matter if I do good it doesn't matter if I do bad like nobody's gonna notice either way but he ends up like showing up and he does like this very extensive project for him and Andy and whatever Um, and then Dawson's parents have decided that they're going to have an open marriage and Thursday nights are their like nights and they go out on dates with other people and both of them and like, um, it seems like Gail doesn't want to do this, but Mitch like is trying to find a way to like make their, make it right in his mind. Um, but they both go out and they spend the whole night alone and it's like not really as like exciting as I think they are hoping for it to be. And then, um, at the very, very end of the episode, the only other thing that happens is Tamara, Miss Jacobs, is back, and she sort of sees Pacey and Andy, like, walking, um, when she's, like, in her convertible, and she, like, lowers her sunglasses or whatever, and she can see them, and that's pretty much it. Episode four is called Tomorrow Returns, and most of the episode features Miss Jacobs being back in town, and she is, um trying to sell a property and she's actually looking to sell it to Mitch and Pacey runs into her um like out on the street and it's kind of awkward because he's with Andy and Andy goes to Dawson and basically tells Dawson that she likes Pacey and she's trying to see if Pacey's said anything about her, if Pacey likes her too and whatnot. Um in the meantime Pacey kisses Tamara and um it's sort of like a weird sort of like rekindling but he also kind of realizes that he like doesn't actually want to be with her or anything and she's only in town for a little bit anyway so it's not like it matters um and they're kind of like is this supposed to feel weird and it does and whatever um jen and abby meet this older like fisherman guy and abby kind of hits on him but he's not interested in abby he's interested in jen and that kind of pisses abby off And that's kind of all that happens in that regard. Um, And then Joey is getting into art because the design woman from the previous episode, she has, like, sort of introduced Joey to, like, art classes and things. And she says that Joey has this, like, raw natural talent. And um, so Dawson goes to, like, an art class with her. And he's just, like, not interested. He's, like, not very supportive. Um, He, like, doesn't really get art. And she's kind of frustrated with him for that, and then, um, she ends up taking Jack to an art show, and Jack gets it, and Jack is into art, and, um, she sort of, like, bonds with Jack over the fact that he is also into art, and it kind of sets up, like, the fact that, like, her and Jack are gonna end up together, and, um, like, her and Dawson have been, like, kind of fighting more, and, um, that's, like, leading up to their demise, um, This episode's kind of boring, to be honest. Episode 5 is called Full Moon Rising, and a lot happens in this episode. Um, Jen ends up going on a date with the fisherman guy, Winston, and Abby is super jealous. Um, Abby, like, goes to Jen and apologizes for being pissed off at her, and um, Jen basically tells her, like, okay, well, now that we're cool, like, I just want you to know, like, I agreed to go on a date with him, and Abby flips out, and she calls Jen easy, and um Jen like slaps her and so then later on um Jen and Winston this really older dude have a date at Jen's house I guess Graham's is out I don't know um and Abby climbs up into Dawson's room and is like watching from Dawson's window and Dawson's like what the fuck are you doing here and she's like spying on Jen and um she's like will you just kiss me because that'll make her jealous like wait till she's watching and you can kiss me and Dawson's like what the fuck is wrong with you um and then Jen while she's like kind of like making out with this guy she sort of gets overwhelmed and she's like okay like calm down like you know like I don't want to do this and like whatever and he's like not really listening to her and she's like dude I'm like 15 or 16 I'm not sure how I think she's I'm not sure how old she is 15 or 16 and she's like dude I'm 15 and he's like He's like, what? Not really, like, trying to stop. And then Grams comes in and she's like, she's however, whatever, age, years old. And she, like, he, like, runs out of the house, basically. Um, And then um, Dawson finds out about his parents' open marriage. They both have people over and they're both making, like, snide comments about how it's not Thursday night. But... Gail has a guy over and Mitch has Miss Jacobs over and neither of them are actually doing anything like nefarious. They're just like handling business situations, but it just like kind of looks bad. And then Dawson like pulls them both out of their, um, little meetings of the house or whatever. And is like, are you having an open marriage? Like what the fuck? And he actually gets this idea from Abby. I think Abby's the one that says something about an open relationship or something. And then he kind of puts it together and realizes that's what's going on and he's not happy about it. Um, and then Mitch makes the decision that this isn't working, and he's leaving. And I think I was under the impression that they were just ha- like separating; they were not like getting divorced. But they were separating, but, um, watching the next couple of episodes, they are separating, or they are like are getting a divorce. So he's leaving to actually leave, um. And then Joey and Jack are at the Ida's house working and it's like just like a weird night. It's a full moon, so that's like what the whole episode, like everything weird is happening. Um, and they have no customers, there's just this one guy and the power goes out and they're trying to save these lobsters and they're dealing with like random little events or whatever and then the guy ends up leaving them a $100 tip and Jack and Joey kiss and then... Pacey asks Andy out on a date, and there's some miscommunication about where they're supposed to meet. Um, Pacey says he'll pick her up, and she's like really weird about it, and she's like, "No, no, no, no. like don't pick me up." Um, and then she's like, "We'll just meet at the restaurant." And then like there's like all this miscommunication, and Andy can't figure out where he is, and then she realizes that he must have gone to her house and he gets to her house and meets her mom and he's like oh like I think I was maybe supposed to pick her up here but I'm not really sure like and his mom's like well why don't you just wait like let me I'm making dinner like you guys can eat and like whatever and Pacey's like okay like this will be a little bit of a weird first date but like Andy's mom is just being so nice or whatever and then she's like she's like um oh like I can't wait for you to meet Tim like our oldest son Jack and Andy's older brother and she's kind of going on and on and Andy gets there and Andy's like okay we need to leave and Pacey's like no like that's rude like we're not leaving and Andy's like Pacey we have to leave right now and he's like do you like you might think that your parents like think that I'm you know like not good enough but like your mom has been nothing but nice to me and like I think it's rude for me to leave and whatever and Andy's like no like that's not it Um, and she tells him that Tim, her older brother died and, um, it was basically an accident that was caused by his mom and his mom is dealing with like memory issues. I think like sort of like Alzheimer's, um, she has like memory blockages and she like doesn't, doesn't realize sometimes that, um, like Tim is dead and she kind of treats it like it's happening and she has like some spells where she like forgets things and things like that. So, um. Andy was kind of embarrassed and didn't want, or or not embarrassed, well, maybe embarrassed, but Andy didn't want, um, Mm -hmm. I guess to like let Pacey in on all of that, but she ends up like telling him everything. And, um, so yeah, so they kind of, you know, grow a little bit closer and Pacey kind of understands things a little bit better. And that was the thing, like, um, I think in like the episode before Pacey was saying like, Andy's a spoiled brat and blah, blah, blah. And, Jack's like yeah like Andy's been through some shit like I wouldn't say that um and so Pacey's kind of realizing like more about her and um yeah episode six is called the dance and it's basically just about this dance that they're having at school um Joey Dawson and Pacey are all like yeah we don't really do dances and Andy's like um no we're going and convinces them all to go and says that like dancing is like an aphrodisiac and blah 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 whatever um so they go to the dance Joey makes the decision that she's not going to tell Dawson about Jack because there's not really anything to tell um Jack kissed her she didn't kiss him like she has no interest in Jack like she's not like whatever so she feels like there's no reason to tell him and um she asks Bessie for Bessie's advice and Bessie basically tells her, like, uh, no, there's no reason for you to, like, rock the boat, like, you didn't do anything, like, whatever. Um, so she decides not to tell him, but, um, it, like, ends up all, like, kind of coming out anyway. Um, she offers to invite Jen to the dance because she's kind of feeling bad for Jen because Jen doesn't really have anybody. Oh, my God, this whole truck situation is just ruining everything. Um, she wants to invite Jen she's like just being nice and whatever and then um Andy wants to invite Jack because Jack is also kind of in the same situation and Dawson's like oh great Joey wants to invite Jen so we should invite Jack and we can set them up so Dawson and Andy together decide that they're going to set up Jen and Jack together and as soon as they get to the dance Jen and Jack are like okay we're totally being set up and Jen and Jack both are like okay like we're totally not interested um but they're both fairly good spirits about it I feel like and then um Pacey tells Andy that he doesn't dance and he doesn't have any interest in it like he doesn't slow dance he does a fast dance like he's not he's not gonna dance and Andy's like super excited about this dance and so it's kind of like well what the fuck like why like you won't even like whatever and then she sees Pacey in the hallway with Chrissy Livingston Chrissy broke up with her boyfriend and she's like feeling all sad or whatever and she asks Pacey to dance with her so he's like slow dancing with her in the hallway and Andy sees them and Andy is like what the fuck Um, meanwhile, Dawson, um, like kind of comes out when Jack is talking to Joey and Jack is saying like, I'm not sorry that I kissed you. And I think that you're feeling bad because, um, you liked it and you kissed me back and like whatever. And Dawson like walks out and hears this and then Dawson, um, Joey like runs off and then Dawson goes back inside and follows Jack and he punches Jack and everybody's like, what the fuck Dawson? Like what? You know, I kind of feel bad for Dawson because like in the moment, like he's really not, like, he's kind of doing what, like, I think a normal guy would maybe do in this situation. And everybody still is, like, taking someone else's side because they're like, what's your problem? Um, And they end up saying, um, so, like, later that night, um, Joey tells Dawson that she loves him for the first time. And then she decides to break up with him. And Dawson's like, this can't be, like, how it is. Like, you can't, like, break up with me right after you tell me that you love me. Um, but Joey just says that she needs to find herself and like, she's been kind of saying like, there's been this buildup of like him not really understanding the things that she's interested in. Like he kind of calls her, her dreams like a hobby and like his or like a passion and he doesn't understand this whole art thing and he's not being super supportive. And he also doesn't get that like he has his family and he has like other things and like she doesn't really have anything else. And so she needs to have things that are just for her. Um, and kind of untangle like her friendship with him from their, like their relationship and stuff like that. Um, so they break up and then Pacey goes and finds Andy and he ends up kissing Andy for the first time. This is also, I think when he starts calling her McPhee, which I love, like he calls her by her last name, which I think is really cute. And then Mitch officially leaves, um, moves out of the house and he moves into like an apartment and yeah. And the only other thing, so random little, backdoid um Joey the the way that she looks at her at the dance is exactly how I looked at my sixth grade dance and I thought it was so cool um like my hair was done up the same and she wears this like weird burnt orange colored like spaghetti strap like plain sort of dress and like weird chunky heels and that's literally what I wore to my sixth grade dance so I thought that was really fun but nobody cares about that except for maybe my mom Episode 7 is called The All-Nighter, and it's another one of my favorite no-exit episodes, even though I made my husband watch it with me, and he thought it was super cheesy, but I really liked it. Um, they are going to be having an English quiz in um, at school or whatever, and there's supposed to be this study group, and the study group gets canceled because their teacher is sick, so they decide to have a study group together at this guy Chris Wolf's house he's like this popular guy that pops up for like no reason or maybe he's not popular actually he's kind of like a burnout but he is like wealthy and so he has like a really nice house with like lots and lots of things so um he is in a couple episodes um he kind of popped out of nowhere but he's like oh like we can go over to my house and like we can study there so they sort of all form this like study group it's um, Chris, Jen, Joey, Dawson, Andy, Pacey, and is Jack there? I don't know. I don't don't really think Jack's there. Jack might be there. I'm not, I don't really remember. Um, so they all go and they have, um, more breaks than study time. They, there's like, you know, TV and there's, um, like, they have like wine and like pizza, and they like the house just like has all these things. Um, and there is this magazine that Andy has been like toting around that has this like purity quiz that she's been taking. And so they decide to all take it together. So they kind of like pass the magazine around and ask all 100 questions, and then they like tally up their points to see like who's the most pure, blah blah blah, whatever. And so Andy is like the most pure out of the group, and then Um, Pacey doesn't hand his in, and then she ends up finding out that um, Pacey and Miss Jacobs were together, and like that's kind of like an awkward situation. And he outs himself basically in front of this Chris character. So I don't know if Chris, I mean, they don't ever imply that he like spreads the word, but um, I guess it's like very common knowledge now that he like hooked up with Miss Jacobs. And then I also really liked it because it's for English, so I like hearing them talk about all of the different, um, things that they're talking about in English. So they talk about, like, the Canterbury Tales, and they talk about Beowulf, and they talk about Shakespeare, and they just talk about all kinds of things in English, so I always liked this episode for that reason. And then, um, Chris's little sister is kind of being nosy, and she, like, is interested in Dawson, and she, like, wants Dawson to kiss her, and, like this there's this like whole silly thing but she tells Dawson that on the quiz Joey put that she's been in love twice and so then Dawson's like how could you possibly love Jack like you just met Jack like what are you talking and like she tells him that she loved Dawson as a friend and she loved Dawson as a boyfriend and it's like gag me this is so silly but um and then Jen ends up sleeping with Chris and Chris is like totally like using her and It makes Dawson kind of feel uncomfortable because Chris is, like, talking about how he's going to, like, just sleep with her and then be done. Like, hit it and quit it style. And Jen, I think, thinks that maybe he's interested in her for, like, more than just that. But he's not. Um, But I just like how, like, throughout the episode, they talk, they're, like, um, one more, uh, like, team bonding um, activity. They, like, call them, like, I think they call them, I don't know, like, group activities or, like, whatever. And um, so, like their the this magazine quiz that they do is like one bonding activity them ordering pizza and drinking wine is a bonding activity um all this stuff and they all end up falling asleep and then they wake up at like 6 a.m and realize like the test is about to happen and they all scramble and Pacey out of all the people is the one that has like cool calm and collected and he's like using Andy's like quiz notes and stuff and he like quizzes them all like really quickly and like whatever and then he's like all right one more and so they all like jump in the pool that's like their last like group activity they all like jump in with their clothes on and stuff and like I don't know I just love it and then they get to school and um he's sick again the teacher's sick again so they they don't end up having to do the test and he's like preparation is usually just as good as the test and whatever so they like crammed all night and like killed themselves studying and it was all for nothing basically. And so then they go and he's like one more group activity and they go and, um, they all sleep on the football, um, on the football field. And I think that's fun too. So, um, I'm I'm realizing that all of these no exit episodes that I really, really love are actually super, super cheesy, but, um, that's okay because I still love them. Episode eight is called the reluctant hero. And this episode is about, I think the, the different ways that like Dawson and Pacey are heroes in their own right. Um, Jen has been not doing well. She has been um, kind of a hot mess and she's been like going out and drinking and partying and um, just like crawling into Dawson's window like late at night and like passing out and stuff. And Dawson's kind of been taking care of her. And um, he like continues to take care of her and like he's a hero in this way where he's just like trying to help her and like whatever um his dad Mitch ends up saying like he wants to be friends and he wants them to have this like cool relationship and Dawson's kind of like yeah yeah whatever but he ends up taking Mitch up on it and he brings Jen to his dad's house at one point when he like can't bring her home or something because she's like completely wasted and passed out and his dad's like really cool about it and just like is is appreciative that Dawson knows that he's there for him. And so, like, Dawson's doing all this taking care of Jen. Um, and in the meantime, Dawson won a movie grant from the movie that he made in the beginning, like, the Creature from the Deep sort of movie or whatever he made with Joey and Pacey and whatever. Um, and he wins money and like, a grant to make his next movie. So he goes to Joey and is like really excited and is like I'm gonna make a movie like I want you to be my assistant and like help me because Joey's always the one that did that before and Joey's like you know I'm I'm really busy like I'm doing all this art stuff like I can't I'm really sorry but like I can't help you and so and in the end another like version of Dawson's like heroism is he ends up giving the money or half of the money I think half the money to Joey Um, for her to put towards like her art school and her art classes and things like that because um, she's half of the reason why the movie went on to win and things like that and whatever and then Pacey, um, Pacey finds out he has no aptitude which I don't know what that means to be honest but um, basically like he's not doing well in school and um, he has no like career sort of aspirations and things and like kind of looks like you know he's like kind of good for nothing at least as far as like school is concerned. But then there's a moment where he is, um, with Andy and they get called down to like the corner store sort of situation. And, um, Andy's mom is like kind of making a scene and she is having like an episode and Pacey is the one that like calms her down and like gets her to come home with him. And like, could handle it in so many different ways but he's like very calm and collected and like isn't even phased by it and he just is like very understanding and just like really good in that situation um and so I think it's kind of showing his like this is the way that he is like a good like he's just good with people and he's good he's just a good person um even though some of that gets overlooked because he's not exactly like you know a superstar in school and stuff um And then I, I believe there's also like a moment where Andy is getting, um, medication and Pacey's like, you know, what's this for? And, um, actually that might be in the next one, but either way, one of them, Andy, Andy has like Xanax and he's like, Whoa, what's this? And, um, she's like, Oh no, it's for my mom. Um, it's not for me. I think, I think actually that's in the next episode, but whatever, Um, and then in the background of all this, Jack and Joey have a date and they're just like in this like young love, like new romance sort of situation. And there's nothing really to tell about that. Episode nine is called the election and it is about a school election that they're having. And Andy decides that she wants to run and she wants Joey to be her running mate. And then the other people running are Chris and Abby and then Kenny, the, like, nerdy kind of guy. And then, like, some other nerdy kind of guy. Um, and throughout, like, the whole election, Andy's like, you know, we're, we're going to be really good. We're going to rise above. We're not going to do any, like, trash talking or anything like that. Um, but then Chris and Abby are sort of being, like, slanderous. Or, like, they're, you know, they're going, like, below the belt. They're talking about how, you know, Joey her dad is a convict and all this other stuff and then they bring up um the fact that andy's mom is crazy and they tell like the whole school and andy kind of loses it a little bit um she's been having really high highs and really low lows and jack kind of points it out to her um and says that maybe she should go back on her medicine and um pacey ends up seeing andy with some xanax and um she's like no, no 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 like that's not mine that's my mom's like we have the same name but it is her and she's like back on medicine and whatever but um before that Pacey um they're like in the office giving like a like a, like a I don't know some sort of message that they're telling the school like a last minute like vote for me kind of thing and um after Abby sort of like makes Andy like run out um Casey accidentally on purpose sits on the microphone and um Abby basically is like shit talking like her partner her like running mate Chris about how like she's the brains and like he's just like the face of the operation and then how like they're gonna rule the school and like everybody's too stupid to do anything about it or whatever and Casey's like oh yeah I am too stupid I'm probably so stupid I didn't realize that this was on the whole time you were talking and it was just really funny um while this is going on, Dawson is working on writing a script, and it's like set in high school, and Jen is editing it, and she's like telling him like, you you don't know how to act young, you don't know how to write about being young, because you've never acted young, you've always acted like a little grown up, so she's like trying to teach him all these ways to like rebel and be young, and she tries to get him to steal a candy bar, and he like won't do it, or like a lipstick actually, she's trying to get him to steal, and he won't do it, and then um She finally gets him to like go TPing and then they go skinny dipping and like she's just trying to get him to be like very young and whatever. Um, Dawson tries to kiss Jen or like kisses Jen and Jen tells him no, like she just wants to be his friend. Like she really wanted to try to win him back at one point, but that didn't work. And so then she is kind of trying to take on like the Joey tactic and be his friend and like sort of see if like friendship can be the way to like them getting back together sometime in the future. Um, and then Dawson, uh, Molly, Dawson, um, walks in on his parents hooking up because Gail called Mitch over to fix the dishwasher and they like hook up, but then they tell Dawson that it was just a slip and they're actually not getting back together and they're getting divorced and Dawson's really upset and he leans on Jen. And, um, it's, it's kind of interesting cause Jen is kind of filling in his Joey role right now. So, um, while Joey is busy with the, um, election and things like that, um, he is kind of relying on Jen for a lot of the heavy stuff that's going on. Episode 10 is called High Risk Behavior, and it's basically, like, the three sets of people, um, Dawson and Jen, Jack and Joey, and Andy and Pacey, it's basically about them, like, in sexual escapades of some sort, um, Dawson and Jen are auditioning actors for Dawson's movie and, um, Abby and Chris end up being like perfect for the roles that he has. I think they play the Dawson and Jen roles. Um, and everybody's like kind of scrutinizing his, um, screen play or whatever. And everybody's saying that it's about Joey, which it is, but Dawson's like being very naive and is saying like, no, it's like, it's totally not about Joey, but it's totally about Joey. And, um, everybody's also saying like, well, why don't they have sex in the end? Like that, you know, that's totally what should happen. And he's like, no, it's like so great because like the obvious thing would be for them to have sex. Like they totally don't need to have sex. And everybody's like kind of telling him like, "Mm, no, they probably should have sex. And, um, because him and Joey never had sex, it's kind of like, you know, whatever. So they are, um, like auditioning people, whatever, and they're still spending more time together and she's still filling that joey role for him and then um i think in an act of being young and um still kind of trying to figure out his teenage whatever dawson climbs through jen's window at night and he kisses her and that's kind of like where the two of them leave this episode um joey is painting a like nude model in her um art class and she has a sketch And Jack spills chocolate milk all over it. So Jack's, like, really upset. He's really apologetic. He's like, what can I do to be helpful? Like, how can, like, like, whatever. And she's like, nothing. There's nothing you can do. It's not like you can, like, pose for me. And he was like, I'll do it. And so he, like, volunteers to pose for her. And so they're at Joey's house. And he's posing for her. And he's, like, nude. And they have a towel covering him up. And then, like, he gets up. And, like, they get, like, kind of, like, kind of, like, awkward. And he, like, drops the towel. And so then, cause like Joey's like, okay, like maybe I'm not, I'm not mature enough to do this. Like we can't do this. Like we can't do this. And then he drops the towel and then it's kind of like, well, all right, we've seen all, all the body parts. So I guess we're just going to keep doing this. And so then, um, they kind of talk, um, Jack is telling Joey about the like one time he's had sex or whatever. And, um, while he is talking about it, he gets an erection. And then, um, towards the end of the episode, Jack and Joey end up kissing And it's interesting because this is leading into Jack and Joey dating. And I know that I don't remember, but I know that like, obviously like Jack ends up being gay. So it's just an interesting, like sort of transition. Um, I don't know if it was completely necessary for them to, um, make him straight and then like turn gay, but I guess like they want him finding out he's gay on the show for context, like for the show. Um, I, I mean, obviously like I'm not gay, so I don't know. Um, but I wonder just how many, I am I guess I'm kind of curious, and I don't know if that's insensitive, but I'm kind of curious, like, to know, like, what percentage of people that are gay, like, first attempt to be straight versus just inherently already know that they're gay kind of thing, like, um, and, I, and granted, like, this is kind of older, so I think that, if I remember right, like, there's, like, this element of, like, um, Jack, like, kind of not really wanting to be gay at first, um, Molly, can you please <laughs> not, uh, I think there's, like, this element of Jack not wanting to be gay, and, like, for the times, like, I know that it was, it was where people sort of, um, hid the fact that they were gay, or, like, kind of kept it in the closet, that kind of thing, um, so I guess maybe, you know, dating a girl first is, like, his way of trying to work through his feelings and stuff like that, but, um, I just know that this is, like, essentially the beginning of Jack and Joey, even though it's not very long lived. Um, and then Andy and Pacey, Andy tells Pacey about like what her fantasy first time would be. Like they would have like a dinner in a fancy French restaurant and then they would go for like a stroll on the pier and then they would stay in a, like a fancy bed and breakfast and like all this stuff. And then Pacey ends up like creating that night for her and making it happen. And, um, they like kind of, kind of start to like hook up and like do it and then um Pacey tells Andy that he would rather wait until she's ready and they kind of have a talk about it back and forth and you know he's saying like you know he just he doesn't want to rush anything he's not in a hurry like he really cares about her and that's all that matters to him and that and they all three are kind of left on um a cliff note or a cliffhanger because the next episode um ties into that. So episode 11 is called Sex She Wrote, like Murder She Wrote, Um, and I always remember liking this episode. Again, this is kind of one of those no exit episodes, so I guess that's probably why, Um, but this is basically about they're working on like a mystery genre in their class, and um, Abby doesn't have her project. She like never did one. And she decides to make her project based on this note that her and Chris find, which is basically saying like, I want to talk about last night, sex changes everything, blah, 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 blah. And so they are trying to figure out who had sex and they narrow it down to the three couples, um, who aren't exactly couples, but that's who they narrow it down to. Um, Andy and Pacey, Jack and Joey, and then Jen and Dawson. And, Um, all three Molly snoring so loud yet again, it just doesn't happen. Podcast doesn't happen if Molly's not snoring in the background. Um, so all three quote unquote couples, sort of every, like everything's kind of open-ended. So you can't really tell who had sex out of the three, but you know that one of them had sex. Um, and Dawson is talking about how he made a change to his script and um the character Jen like the character that is symbolic for Jen ends up having sex with the Dawson character in like his rewrite or whatever and like um sort of makes it a thing and then Joey mentions to Dawson like hey like you know don't you think I should read it she's like is it about us like um you know, I don't want to make sure that, you know, nothing bad or whatever. And, um, doesn't like, you know, I would never say anything bad about you and like, whatever. And then Chris ends up giving Joey the script and she's like, yeah, you should probably check this out sometime. And, um, in the meantime, Abby is being like, the same on the other hand and she ends up swiping um the picture that joey drew of jack and she slips it and gives it to dawson and so then dawson gives it back to jack and is like "Mm, great like you know tell her like i didn't realize like she was so good uh like she was such a good artist and whatever um so then andy and or um Abby and Chris are trying to, like, ask everybody, like, if they had sex and things like that, and, um, Jack's like, um, yeah, no, I didn't have sex, and Dawson's like, yeah, no, I didn't have sex, and then, um, Andy and Pacey are kind of arguing, and, like, they're kind of, um, like, kind of being a little weird, and then, um, Joey now is wondering about, like, Jen and Dawson, and Dawson is now wondering about Joey and Jack, and then, Abby invites them all at night when it's like raining and very spooky and like very like dun, dun, dun. Um, and, um, they all show up and then they're, she's like, okay, so somebody in this room had sex and and they're trying to narrow it down. And, um, Dawson and Joey get into this really big fight because they're still dealing with like their feelings about each other and the fact that they could both be with other people. And, um, Dawson says that he slept with Jen and Joey says that she slept with Jack but then Jen and Jack are like both like uh wait a minute no that didn't happen like we didn't we didn't like whatever um Jack ends up later telling Jen that he and Joey almost did have sex but like he couldn't get it up which I don't know if that's trying to allude to the whole gay thing like I was talking about before but I don't know um or it was just you know performance error sort of thing um And then, um, everybody finds out that it was Pacey who wrote the letter and Pacey and Andy did sleep together. And, um, Andy is like really hurt and upset. And, um, Pacey ends up telling her that like, he's doing good in school and he wants to be really good for Andy, but he's scared and he's falling in love with her. And like, he doesn't want to rush things and whatever. And, um, he doesn't want them having sex to change their relationship. And it's actually very sweet um and then at the end or like the next day Abby decides not to turn on her project and she saves like everybody's you know privacy and things like that and um it's like a very nice moment that Andy and Abby have because Andy thinks her and she's like yeah 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 like whatever um but I remember always really liking this because it's like no exit and like everybody's like everybody's there everybody's dealing with it and it's kind of like a murder mystery like as you're like um going through the episode trying to figure out like who did it and like each time like somebody mentioned something then you kind of think like "Hmm, maybe maybe it was them and um I mean I think it was maybe kind of obvious that it was Andy and Pacey because they're the only ones that are actually in a relationship but still episode 12 is called uncharted waters and I always like hate this episode I just don't like it it's kind of a filler episode it's kind of to like propel the plot line a little bit and sort of give you some more background I feel like on some characters it's basically like all the boys are together and all the girls are together for an episode so um the boys are going on this like father-son fishing trip that like Dawson and Mitch and then Pacey and Pacey's dad who I don't remember what his name is um but anyway so Pacey's dad is Like, they all go on this, like, fishing trip or whatever, and then, um, Pacey ends up inviting Jack, and Dawson's kind of, like, annoyed or whatever, but, like, Jack ends up coming with them. And then, for the girls, Gail is doing this interview sort of thing, and she wants to talk to girls about girl issues, and Jen is helping Gail, and, um, it's, like, Joey, Jen, Andy, and Abby that all come over to answer questions or whatever about, um, being girls and like things that girls go through and things like that um so on the fishing trip Pacey's dad is being like a complete dick like he just treats Pacey like dirt and he's just not very good and um it's just like kind of a mess and then um like you kind of get a glimpse into like what Pacey's life is like um I mean we've already seen like Doug and how Doug treats Pacey, but now this is like Pacey's dad and like him treating him really poorly and whatever and then um Dawson's kind of being a little baby and he's like kind of like embarrassed about his dad and like doesn't really doesn't really think he's doing anything good with his life and thinks he's kind of disappointing and Pacey's like, "Dude, like your dad is great. Like what are you doing?" and like Pacey's like jealous of Mitch and like whatever. Um and so then they're like on this fishing fishing trip and like um they go out and like stop at this bar and Pacey's dad is really drunk and um he like wants Pacey to do to play him in darts and like whatever and Pacey's pretty good at darts and he loses on purpose because his dad is just being a dick and he knows that if he won like it wouldn't it wouldn't be good anyway so he loses on purpose so his dad like doesn't you know have any more reason to be annoyed with him and then um, Pacey's dad is like passed out on the beach later and Pacey's like crying about how hard he's trying and like how hard it is to be 16 and not have a dad that's like supportive and there for him and whatever. And he's like, you, you're you supposed to love me. He's like, I'm just 16. Like I'm not supposed to have to do this by myself. Like you're supposed to love me. And it's, it's so incredibly sad. And it's like, oh my gosh, it like, if I didn't love Pacey anymore you just like have to feel for Pacey because he just has like kind of the short end of the stick at all times. Um, and then like, there's this part a little bit later where Jack catches this fish and Jack can't reel it in. And so Pacey reels it in and they have this kind of like bonding moment, Pacey and his dad do. Um, but still like as a whole, like, it's just like not a good situation. Pacey's dad is kind of a dick. Um, and then like Mitch ends up telling Dawson, like, I know that you're like kind of disappointed in me, but like, I'm trying and like, I just want to be there and blah, 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 whatever. Um, and so with the girls, um, they're kind of uncomfortable talking at first and then they sort of open up a little bit later. Um, Joey and Jen get into a fight because Joey is feeling insecure because Jen is, um, you know, getting closer to Dawson. She's getting closer to Gail and Joey's kind of feeling like she's kind of on the outs with Jen or with, um, Dawson and with Gail. Like she's like, you know, second fiddle or something. And she said that Jen is taking over every single role in her life and she's just like, you know, they're just like having issues and they're like, she's, they're just arguing. And then Jen's or Joey ends up saying like, when she feels threatened, she attacks because she feels like she has nothing left to lose. So she's basically telling Jen, like, look, it's not personal, but like, you know, I just don't feel like I have anything. And then I attack and it's, it's because I'm intimidated by you. It's because I'm like, whatever, like, it's nothing you did wrong. Like, but it's just, you know, whatever. And then a little bit later, Gail tells Joey, that um, she's like so proud of her that she's basically like her surrogate daughter. Like she always wanted a daughter, and Joey's like her daughter, and kind of makes Joey feel better about this sort of distance she's feeling with the Leary family. Um, but overall, it's just kind of like, I don't know, the episode's kind of like whatever. Um, at the end, um, they sort of ask Abby to leave because she's being a brat, and then she, Andy goes outside the next morning, and she was sleeping on like an Adirondack chair all night, and um, Andy kind of feels bad for Abby and then Abby ends up offering her Andy a ride home and so they have this kind of like small bonding moment um which I think comes into play like way 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 later but like they're not friends by any means but like it was just like one nice thing to another kind of thing which actually um there was another right before that when they were when she didn't do the project and um Andy thanked her for that. So they have, they have a few like kind moments where, um, for whatever reason, even though I think that Abby, um, sort of makes Andy's life a living hell some of the time, um, Abby has a soft spot, a soft spot for Andy for some reason and like Andy vice versa. So, um, I just think that's kind of interesting. But other than that, like this episode is kind of boring. I don't really like, there's no reason to split off the boys and the girls if they're not going to be doing anything that exciting and they didn't. Episode 13 is not, there's not a whole lot that goes on in this episode. Um, it's called His Leading Lady and it's basically Dawson has been looking for this perfect person to play Joey's character and he can't find her and then he walks into, um, one of Joey's classes looking for her, um, for like a script, script rewrite advice or something and, um there's a naked model in Joey's class. It's Rachel Lee Cook. Um her name is I don't know what her name is. Oh, Devin. I think her name's Devin. Um she's a drama major and she's like laying on the like the table or whatever and Dawson runs into her a little bit later and she talks about how she's a drama major and um he's like, "You know, well, maybe like if you want to um, try out for my film, like blah, blah, blah. And he and entices her because it's being backed by like the film Institute or whatever. So she ends up reading for the part. She gets the part and they all are working on Dawson's movie. So like everyone is volunteering. Everyone is helping even weird people. Jack is helping, which is kind of weird. Cause him and Dawson have this weird, like you've got my girl sort of thing, but, um, everybody's helping working really hard. Like people are doing like all sorts of things. Like the whole, it seems like the whole, like town or the whole school or like whatever everybody's helping um with different aspects and grams is helping with the movie and she introduces jen to this guy ty who um is like volunteering to also help with the movie and um towards the end of the episode ty ends up bringing jen to bible study and it's kind of awkward um but that's like kind of how their like situation ends or whatever and then um, At some part in the episode, Grams tells Jen that she's just really proud of her and that to be a female movie producer is like a really big deal and that she should be proud. Like Jen is the one that's kind of running the show and she's like corralling everybody and keeping everything organized. And Grams is really proud of her and I really like that. Um, And then Andy, Pacey sees Andy's Xanax in the trash and he's like, uh, what's this? Like what's you know going on? And Andy kind of tells him like, it's no big deal, like, whatever, and then, um, she doesn't really want to talk to Pacey about it, and, but she ends up telling him, like, yeah, well, my therapist suggested, like, I, you know, quit the meds, and I go to therapy, but I don't need to go to therapy, and, um, she's kind of having mood swings, and she kind of tells Pacey that she wants to cool it, um, and Pacey is, like, just trying to, um, kind of hold it all together, and, like, not, not upset Andy, or, like, cause any sort of high ups or downs with Andy. And it's like kind of difficult for him to navigate. And that's something that kind of carries on through the rest of the season. I believe episode 14 and then episode 15 are kind of a two part episode. Um, episode 14 is called to be or not to be. And, um, it is basically all around Jack. Um, there is an English teacher, Mr. Peterson, who's kind of an asshole and, um, Pacey is doing really good in school, but the English teacher is sort of being a dick and is sort of unimpressed. And he's like, whatever, like, even though Pacey did his assignment, he's still like, well, I mean, your penmanship is terrible. So like, it's probably not very good. And he kind of riles him up. Um, and then, um, because he's kind of riled up, um, he tells Like Jack is like talking when he's not supposed to be. And so then the teacher forces Jack to read his poem out loud. And Jack is really uncomfortable because the poem was supposed to be private. And it was just supposed to be to go to their teacher. And um, he doesn't want to read out loud. The teacher forces him. And so he starts reading the poem. And it's, it's basically like him envisioning like a man and like talking about like him being attracted to a man and things like that. And he starts crying and he runs out and Pacey goes to go after him and the teacher stops him and he's like, he's crying, like, just let me go. And like, he's like, if you, if you walk out of here, like you're, you're, you know, blah, 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 you're going to fail, like whatever. So, um, Pacey has to sit down and then like a little bit later, Dawson and Joey are in class and they hear, um, people talking about Jack and calling him a homo and saying that he's gay. And then Pacey and Andy talk about it, and Andy says that she would be disappointed if she finds out that Jack is gay. And Pacey's like, well, I mean, how do you expect him to, like, tell anybody that he's gay then if, you know, his own sister says that she would be disappointed, like, if that's what's going on, like, I think you need to be there for him and be supportive. And Andy's like, you know, our family's been through enough, like, you don't even know what you're talking about and whatever. So then Joey asks Jack if he's gay, and Jack tells Joey that he's not, and she's, like, relieved, and, um that's kind of that. And then the next day they are back in their English class and the English teacher makes Jack finish his poem. And, um, Jack is like, like, are you kidding? Like, I I can't, like, I really can't, I can't get up. I can't finish the poem. And Pacey's like, you know what, motherfucker? Like, I'll read it. Like, give me this. And he like rips it out of his hand and he starts reading it like really quickly. So it's not like, you know, there's no like emphasis on certain words and things like that. And he's just trying to get through it and whatever. And, um, and his teacher is like, You his teacher is like yelling at Pacey and he's saying like you are like students like you are spitting in the face of the education system or something, and Pacey spits in his face and he's like, No, that's spitting in the face of the education system. And um they are all in like the principal's office and um they tell Pacey that if he doesn't apologize, he's going to be suspended. And um so then throw out the rest of the day someone writes fag on Jack's locker and um Andy ends up apologizing to Jack because she feels bad and she tells him that it's okay if he's gay and he's like I'm not gay it's like whatever um Pacey decides that he doesn't want to apologize and so he gets suspended and then again Joey asks Jack again if he's gay and he says no And then, um, at the end of the episode, you can kind of see his face and you can tell by the look on his face that he's lying to her. So it's basically, this is basically like Jack is gay. That's what this like whole episode is about. Um, and it's, it's like interesting because again, because of the times, like, I don't know, like I was, I was pretty young when I was watching this. I was like, this is the the second season. So I was probably like maybe eight when the season came out. Um so I didn't know anything about, you know, people being gay or straight or bisexual or anything. I didn't know anything about it. Um I didn't know about, you know, kind of what people go through or went through. Um you know, in the past. Um and so I think that this was maybe an early example of a character coming out on TV. I mean, I I'm sure there are probably more, but um and it just, it seems very painful. And it seems like it's a very emotional episode that this episode and the next episode are both like very emotional episodes for Jack. And it's just, it's unfortunate that, um, this is how it was. And honestly that this is how it still is. I know that this is like not even something that has gone away. And this is like 20 years later, however long it's been. Um, so yeah, it's just like, I don't know, kind of a mess, Um, but I think it's important. And so I'm glad that this episode is a thing. And, um, I am glad that they chose to have him come out on TV because I think that that's important. Um, if he just showed up and was already a gay character, then, um, we would have missed out on sort of, his inner turmoil and things that he's feeling and whatever and again I'm curious to know like the percentage of people that are fighting not to be gay and like aren't sure if they're gay versus the people that just like inherently know and they just this is this is you know they just wake up and this is how they feel from day one kind of thing or as soon as they develop like feelings for another person kind of thing um and then throughout this just like another small like tidbit like a side story, um, is Ty and Jen. And Jen's kind of written Ty off. She's like, you know, you're into this Bible thing and I'm not, and so like I don't think this is gonna work out. And Ty's like, No 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 no, like I'm not a Bible thumper. Like I like just like trust me, whatever. And so he ends up taking Jen to this like club and they like drink and like it just seems like he's got like this alter ego where it's like his two like personas don't exactly fit together and that kind of comes into play in the future, I think. Um, but yeah, episode 15 is called, that is the question. It is a continuation of episode 14, which was to be or not to be. So that is the question. Um, Pacey comes back from his suspension and he, um, realizes that Mr. Peterson is purposely trying to fail him. Like no matter what he does, he's going to try to fail him. So he starts looking into the code of conduct and starts realizing like all these violations that Mr. Peterson is in he gathers signatures and he wants to hold this like, um, hearing and Mr. Peterson is like, yeah, fuck that. I'm not going to a hearing. And he's like, you know, keep on keeping on Pacey. Like you make teaching worthwhile sort of thing. Um, which doesn't really make sense, but whatever. So he ends up leaving. So that's that. And then, um, (sighs) Mr. McPhee, Jack and Andy's dad comes into town and he is telling Jack that they have too many problems, basically, in their life and their family. So he needs to stop being gay, stop causing problems, like stop this nonsense, whatever. And, um, you know, Andy is kind of observing and she's kind of hesitant. And she's not really sure. She's like happy that their dad is there. Um, and she kind of wants Jack to stop, you know, causing problems too. And then a little bit later on... Um, he Mr. McPhee is like okay I'm leaving like basically like job done like I just came in town to tell you to like knock this shit off sort of thing and Jack argues with him and Jack tells him that he's gay and he tells him that he tried to ignore it and he tried not to bother his family with his problems um and he's like crying and he's like you know having this really big breakdown and he's saying like you knew like all along like you knew there was a difference between me and Tim, their brother that died. Like their brother that died was like more um, manly, I guess, than Jack was. And so he's saying like, you know, it was always there and you knew and you just ignored it. Um, And Jack's like crying and he's just like not okay. And um, Mr. McPhee's like, you know, stop crying, like get up, get over it, like whatever. And Andy's like, leave. And she's like kind of daddy's little girl. And so for her to say like, you need to leave is like a big deal. And she kind of comes to Jack's defense and is like, you know, there for him and um tells her dad that he needs to leave and like whatever. Um, and I think that this episode really just like captures like some of the pain that, um, potentially someone that is like coming out is going through, like especially if they thought they're like there was something wrong with being gay and they were trying to um stop it or prevent it or like whatever, like they were trying to like counteract it. Um, and then like, no matter what they did, like they still had these like desires and feelings and emotions and things. And like, no matter what, like, no matter what they did, like, you know, whatever. And I think that especially around like this time period, I think that, um, the normal was to be straight. And so like, to feel like you're not normal because you're gay, um, I feel like it's just like really like upsetting. And, um, I think it's, it's good that they show like like how painful this is for him um not that it's good that it's painful for him but like it's good that they show it because it shouldn't be like he shouldn't have to feel like he's doing something weird or wrong or different like he should just feel um like he's finally able to be himself and it it I like it it's it's upsetting that it's like this difficult um and then Um, Andy and Pacey aren't talking through most of the episode and then they end up making up and Pacey tells Andy, like he feels responsible because if it weren't for him kind of riling their teacher up, then he wouldn't have like targeted Jack because like he knew he couldn't bother Pacey, but like he like went after someone else. And so like Pacey kind of felt responsible and that was kind of why he went on this like crusade, um, to help Jack. And also, I just think that underneath everything, Pacey's just a really good dude and he always wants to do the right thing for everybody, which is what I've been saying. Um, and so I think that in his mind, like sticking up for Jack when Jack did nothing wrong and Jack was upset and Jack was clearly hurt and Jack needed someone to be there, even though Jack's kind of like, I don't need you to protect me. Like, I, th- I think that it was, it was good for him to stand up because I don't think that like Dawson would have done it or, you know, I mean, the girls probably wouldn't either, but I don't know. So... Um, throughout this, Ty is at Graham's in Jen's house and Ty tells, um, Jen that, you know, Jack being gay is a choice. And if he didn't want to be gay, he wouldn't. And Jen argues with him and she's like, you know, no, like it's not a choice. And you're being super judgmental because look at the way that you live your life and like, you're not perfect. So how can you like, you know, be against someone who like feels what they feel and they kind of get into an argument and then Graham steps in and Jen's like look Graham's like I need you to stay out of this like I don't need you guys to gang up on me and and Graham's actually backs Jen up and she tells Ty like it is not for you to judge Jack like he is going through enough like he needs our compassion more than anything and I love that about Graham's but I also feel like it's kind of like hypocritical because of the way that she was judgmental about Bessie and Bodie and their relationship and their baby and things like that. If, if she is this caring about someone who's going through like coming out of the closet and like announcing that they're gay, then like, why wouldn't she also be this like supportive and compassionate for someone in like Bessie and Bodie situation? Like that it just seems, um, a little weird. I, I do understand that like, obviously like Bessie and Bodie made the choice to be together, but like they should not be allowed to be together. Um, it's not like, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like that's a little, a little, a little ironic. I, maybe it's just Graham's growing a little bit, um, because I am an advocate, even though I think that, um, in today's society and with cancel culture and things like that, a lot of people don't like it when people say bad things. And then, um, later on down the line, they have learned and now they are saying the right things, um. I think that people grow and people change and people learn and they do better the next time. And so maybe this is just Graham's learning and trying to do better. So hopefully that's what that is. Um, and then um, Jack at the end of the episode tells Go- Joey that he's gay. And then Joey goes to Dawson's and she cries like on his shoulder. And that's how the episode ends. Episode 16 is called Be Careful What You Wish For, and I absolutely love this episode. This episode is Dawson's 16th birthday, and um, there's all kinds of stuff. So basically, Joey is throwing Dawson a surprise party, and it's Pacey's job to distract Dawson and bring him to the surprise party a little bit later. So in the meantime, Ty is... um, Ty and Jen kind of make up and then he is kind of steering clear of her and he's like not really kissing her and things like that and he's telling her that like he doesn't want to get too like he like wants he doesn't want to go too fast and he's like trying to take things slow and Jen's like you know we could just kiss like it doesn't have to be this like you know we don't have to like sleep together like you know there's no pressure like we can just like hang out and whatever um and then Gail buys Dawson a car without consulting Mitch and Mitch is angry because it's like a brand new car and Mitch is like you know I don't think it's good for him to have this like fancy car like he should get something that he has to like work on and like things like that and teach him responsibility and so they're fighting um and Dawson wants to get back with Joey and he says that they're soulmates and Joey's like I just want to be your friend like I just I, I don't need to be with somebody right now and he's frustrated because she was with Jack and Jack's gay and so that's the only reason why her and Jack aren't together anymore and so he's like well if you can be with Jack and like whatever I don't understand why you can't be with me and it's just like this big thing um Andy is seeing a therapist and she the therapist tells Andy that she thinks like what she needs is a night off. She thinks that she needs like just a night to just be young and free and not worry about being organized and her future and like her anxiety and things like that. And so she tells her that she just needs a night off. And um Dawson agrees and he says that he also needs a night off. And so they are um going out and Andy sees this like little bar, so they stop at this bar. And the three of them go in and Andy's just talking about how she just needs to cut loose. And Dawson's like, yeah, me too. And so then when Pacey goes to the bathroom, um, the waitress comes back and they're like, hey, um, can you tell the bartender, like, we'll take another round. And can you tell the bartender next time, like, um, to like, you know, go a little heavier on on the rum because I could barely taste it and like blah, 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 whatever. And that's how they end up getting like alcohol in their drinks. Um, so they start drinking and they both like giggle and talk about how they've never drank before. And then, um, the very, very best part of the episode is when they're at the club, um, they're like, does anybody want to come up here and sing a little something about the blues and da da da. And Dawson's like, I know a little something about the blues. And Andy's like, yeah, me too. And so they both go up on stage and they're both singing like this their own version of the blues and Dawson is basically singing like it's his birthday and um the girl that he loves was in love with somebody else and he was gay and then like Andy starts singing and she talks about like her daddy's gone and her brother died and her mom's crazy and all this stuff. And like her brother's the one that's gay. And then, um, Dawson comes back and he's like, everybody's at my surprise birthday party right now. And the look on Pacey's face is like, God damn it. Like he knew this whole time. And then, um, I don't know. It's just, it's so funny. If you, if you like have not seen this or don't know what I'm talking about, um, I seriously, you can Google it. It's on YouTube. I like showed my husband because I was like dying laughing after I'd already watched it. And, um, it's like, just, it's like, I've got the blues, like Dawson's Creek, whatever. And like, it'll come up. So, um, that happens. And then Pacey realizes that they were drinking and he like gets them out of there. And then, um, Ty and Jen are hooking up in Dawson's brand new car, and, like, Ty is, like, getting, like, way too into it, and they, like, stop. And then, um, he ends up calling Jen a slut, basically, like, telling her, like, telling her, like, you know, he's, like, a good guy, but she's, like, such a temptress, and, like, she's the reason why this is happening and stuff, which is, like, fucked up. Um, and then, At the party, Abby is trying to convince Jack that everyone is bisexual and it's like no big deal. And Jack is kind of interested because Jack feels like um, Abby's the first one that's treating him like a person and not like someone who's gay, but just like a person. Um, And so like Abby's kind of trying to seduce him and they end up like making out upstairs in Dawson's bedroom so then Dawson gets there and he's drunk and Joey's like, what the fuck? And so she's trying to take him up to his room to like, um, get him some coffee and like, kind of get him to like cool down for a second before like his parents find out that he's been drinking. And they walk in on Abby and Jack hooking up and Joey is like, what the fuck? Because Joey feels like she did something wrong or something, which is also a thing. Like when, when people end up gay, like people are like, is it something I did? And I think that that's like, kind of super like making it about you and stuff like that but I understand like I guess I understand and I'd probably feel the same if I were her but like it's just like not really like the you know it's not what that's about but so Joey's like what the fuck and then another funny part is Dawson goes in the same way that they were singing the blues song he's like that guy that I told you about the one that was gay and he's like it turns out he decided to swing both ways and he's like continuing the song that they were singing at the club but it's so hilarious because nobody in this room knows what he's talking about and he's still singing it in the tune of I've Got the Blues and they're all just kind of looking at him like he's crazy but he's like so into it and it's like he like never even left the club and um I like that Abby like Abby's kind of like giggling at him because like she's never seen Dawson like act like that but it's seriously so so funny I love it so much Um, and then Dawson goes downstairs and, um, they bring out his birthday cake and he's like saying that he, like, he needs to like, you know, blow out the candles, make a wish, whatever. And he's like, I'll tell you what my wishes are. And he goes through and basically like low blows, like everybody. He talks about how he wishes his parents would act like adults and like his mom never slept with her co-anchor and his dad would stop talking about getting a job and actually get one. And, um, he, He, like, talks about, he's, like, and then there's Jen Lindley, the girl who, I don't know, whatever, basically saying she's, like, racy and she parties and whatever, and he's, like, I want to party with you, and then um, he's, like, and then there's Jack, he's in, he's out, he's in, he's out, and he's, like, saying he's in and out of the closet um, because he just walked in on him hooking up with Abby And then, um, he's like, and then there's Joey, the only, the only 16 year old in Cape Side who needed to find herself. And then he's like, Joey, Joey. And he's like looking around and he's like, mom, excuse me, I'm trying to find Joey. And he's like being like, he's just like so drunk or whatever. Um, and then he tries to kiss Joey and she kind of pushes him off of it, off of her. And he like falls face first into his cake. And then, um, Andy and Dawson are puking in the bathroom, taking turns and, um, kind of dealing with the fact that they were both wasted. And then, um, Joey ends up telling Dawson that she needs to be whole and alone. And, um, she needs to know that there's something beyond just like her life with him and, you know, whatever. And so I think he kind of leaves it out like, okay, like I'll, I'll try to wait and whatever. Um, and she just needs to like do some learning and some growing on her own episode 17 is called psychic friends and it basically just takes place at a carnival and there's a psychic that they all kind of go and see um andy sees the psychic and the psychic tells andy that her future is going to be even more difficult than her past which is not a good precedent and then um the psychic tells pacey that he wears a mask but like there's a different person that he wants to be kind of thing Um, and then she tells Joey that a tall, dark and handsome man will come into her life. And she ends up seeing this like tall, dark and handsome photographer who says that she's beautiful and wants to take her pictures. And, um, she sort of thinks that's going to lead to more, but then he ends up asking about Jack because he's gay. And, um, towards the end of the episode, she goes home and there's a man on her front porch and it turns out to be her dad. Her dad is home. So he was like the tall, dark and handsome man in her life. Um, and then in the meantime, Dawson is, um, at school and, um, his dad is now the new like substitute English teacher, which is so interesting to me because his dad has always had these restaurant ambitions and like sort of business ambitions. And so the fact that he can kind of like fill in as an English teacher, like, I'm just kind of curious, like what career path he took in life and like what college degrees he has and like what sort of it's just, it just seems weird to be able to jump from restaurant to teacher. Although, um, (laughs) my husband has a lot of restaurant experience, but is also always being told that he should be a teacher. So I don't know, but he has a political science degree. So, um, I, I can see some backing there, but I just, it just seems weird that, um, it just seems kind of weird because restaurants and business has always been his thing. And then for him to be an English teacher of all things, it kind of seems like they're just like filling this, like, need to put him in school because like, I don't know. Um, and then, um, there's this new film teacher because Mr. Gold is gone and, um, she watches Dawson's movie and she tells Dawson that his movie is terrible. And then she ends up getting in the car with Mitch later on. And so Dawson sees that they're like kind of dating. And so he's like, cool. Like not only did she just like ruin my film, but then she's now dating my dad. So that's real cool. And the best part is the film teacher is played by Madchen Amick. I'm not sure how to say her name, but it's, um, Alice Cooper from Riverdale. She has been in so much stuff and I totally forgot. And I had zero, zero, zero idea that she was in Dawson's Creek. So it's so fun to see her. She's super young in this, which makes sense, but, um, that's just kind of a fun little, Tidbit, but really nothing happens in this episode. It's kind of a filler episode. I feel like a lot of the episodes this season are filler episodes, and I feel like a couple of the next episodes are also filler episodes. Episode 18 is called A Perfect Wedding, and in this episode, basically, Joey's dad is back and he's trying to find ways to expand the business and make more money, and he's saying that. Um, the ice house should start catering and Joey's kind of freaking out because she's like, bro, you've been here for five minutes and like, we can't be catering to like the fancy masses of Cape side. Um, like her dad being in this like really sophisticated, like sort of wedding circuit is not a good, um, place for him right now because he just got out of jail and the people will talk and whatever. So she's feeling some type of way about it. And, um, but anyway, so they decide that they're gonna cater this wedding because the caterer dropped out and it's like the perfect situation for them to get their feet wet in this sort of endeavor. So they are catering and like all of like, you know, Joey, Pacey, Dawson, like what are I guess not Dawson, but Joey, Pacey, Andy are gonna help out um with the wedding catering situation or whatever. So um Andy is basically saying that she is like not into love and Paisley's like, you totally are, and then Andy ends up ruining the cake and they have to fix it, and it's just like basically her like being like, you know, I'm a total sap, whatever. Like, I don't I don't really know why that's even necessary in this episode, but whatever. Um and then Gail goes to the epi- or goes to the wedding and she is trying to work things out with Mitch. She wants to like get him back but he brings the film teacher to the wedding as a date. And so Gail's kind of like, all right, he's over me. Like whatever, like it's probably over, whatever. Um. So then after that, um, Jen and Abby are hanging out again. Abby apologizes for kind of being a bitch to her and um, Jen's saying how everybody's kind of leaving her out anyway. And so they decide to crash the wedding and Andy kicks them out. She's like, what are you doing here? Like you're, you're going to ruin the wedding. You weren't invited. You need to leave. So they leave and they are drinking. They stole champagne and they're drinking and they're wandering the pier and Abby ends up hitting her head on like a railing. And then she falls into the water and she's drunk And she can't swim, and she just hit her head really hard, and, um, Jen jumps in after her, and, um, Abby dies. She doesn't make it out. Um, they show at the very end of the episode that Abby is being zipped up in a bag by, like, the coroner or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, joey and her dad end up talking it out and like sort of working it out and then um dawson and joey end up kissing and so this is like them getting back together um but the next episode is basically about um abby's like funeral and stuff because abby just died episode 19 is called abby morgan rest in peace and it's basically just about abby's funeral and leading up to abby's funeral um Gail is offered a job in Philadelphia and she tells Dawson that if she takes it, um, more than likely Mitch will just move into the house and Dawson does not have to come with her to Philadelphia. Um, Joey is reminded of her mom's death because this is like the the first person that's died since her mom's died and Dawson is like just trying to be there for her. Um, Jen is not doing very well. She is drinking and she's fighting with people. She blames Andy because Andy is the one who kicked them out of the wedding and that's the reason why they ended up at the docks and then Andy feels responsible. Um, Abby's mom runs into Andy and she asks Andy to write the eulogy because nobody has come forward and offered to write a eulogy because Abby didn't really have any friends. So Andy's struggling with it, and she's not sure how to how to write a eulogy about someone who you're not exactly friends with, who wasn't exactly nice to you, who wasn't exactly a good person. Um, and Molly is going to ruin everything. What are you doing, Molly? Um, and um, she's sort of struggling the whole episode, and Pacey's like, "Why you don't have to do it? Like, why would you do it?" And she's like, "I will never forget all the nice things that people said at, at her at her brother's um funeral, and it." like sometimes that stuff matters and sometimes people need to hear that stuff even if it's not true or even if you know whatever so andy's kind of struggling through that and then jen is struggling and um she is fighting with grams and grams is telling her like this is not the time like you need to be you know it will be okay like god has a plan blah 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 and jen's like you know what i'm sick of this shit like maybe i should move out and then she goes to the funeral and Grams comes and Grams is supportive and Grams sits with her and then Jen gives a like her own eulogy and she's basically saying, like, fuck God, fuck everything, like this is all bullshit. Abby was a bitch, like, you know, but she was my friend and this is fucked up and whatever. And later on, Grams is like, you know what? Um, I can't believe that you would say that. Um, I can't believe that you would like talk like that in God's house, blah blah blah. She's like, I, I don't want you to live here anymore, and she kicks Jen out. And then Andy gives her eulogy and she basically says, you know, there are people that are supportive. That She says there are two types of people. There are people that are supportive and that are there for you and they're in your corner and they get you through. And then there's another kind of people and those people are just as important and those people are people that challenge you. And Abby was someone that challenged her and made her um, be better, be different and like whatever. And it's, it's, it's a, a really good way of her... Saying nice things about Abby when there's not really a lot of nice things to say, and I think this is what I was kind of talking about before about how Abby and Andy kind of had this like weird bond together, um, where they weren't friends, they weren't you know whatever, but they both kind of had like a soft place for each other. So I think it's fitting that Andy is the one that gave the eulogy. And um, again, Andy, the reason why and um, Abby's mom even knew Andy was because Abby's mom had given her a ride home, and she said, you know. Oh, like Abby always talked so nicely about you. And it's 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 weird because like, you know, it's not like they were friends. So the fact that um, Abby was talking good about her is a little bit of a testament to maybe Abby's true feelings. Even though she didn't exactly show them. Um, and then at the very end of the episode, Andy is going to get um, Abby's diary. Because she doesn't want Abby's mom to read it and be hurt and upset. So she's going to go like throw it out and she sees Abby, and that's how the episode ends. Episode 20 is called Reunited, and there's really not a lot that happens in this episode. Um, I think it's cute how it all starts out together. Um, They're all hanging out in Dawson's room, and then he kind of points out like the irony and like how silly it seems that they're all hanging out together, and he mentions, well, I mean, you know, um, like, Pacey just like kind of shows up he like always hangs out there and um Pacey invited Andy and Andy invited Jack and um Joey doesn't need an invitation and Jen lives there now because Graham's kicked her out so they sort of just all happen to end up spending their night together but um they kind of joke about how the fact that they're turning into a clique and it's kind of cute um so yeah, Jen is living at Dawson's house right now, and it's kind of weird because they're right next door to Graham's house, but she refuses to go over and she refuses to talk to her. And um and then when the episode kind of kicks in, um Andy dyes her hair brown and she is in therapy talking about how she saw Abby and then um there have been there were a couple of times where it would show Andy with this guy and I think that you're supposed to sort of believe that she's like cheating on Pacey or that she's like interested in someone else other than Pacey but you end up finding out that it's her brother Tim who died and she's sort of seeing flashes of him and she's seeing visions of him and she's like talking to him and she's kind of going a little bit looney tunes at the moment and um there is this big um like kind of falling out where she locks herself in the bathroom and she tells Pacey and Jack like they don't understand and um she's like in the bathroom talking to Tim and trying to work through it and she's kind of going a little bit crazy and not really sure how to feel and who to trust and what to believe and Pacey kind of calms her down and um just like wants to help her and um they end up calling their dad Jack and Andy's dad because Andy needs like more help than what she's getting right now and then Dawson and Joey are celebrating their anniversary and so they go out on a date and they end up at the same place as Mitch and Dawson's film teacher and they accidentally the restaurant accidentally like booked their reservation at the same like whatever because They assumed that there was a mistake. There was only supposed to be one Leary reservation, but there was supposed to be two because there's only one nice restaurant in this small town, of course. Um, So they're there and then um, they end up, the four of them sitting together and it's kind of awkward. And then to make it even more awkward, Jen and Gail decide that they're gonna go out and have a good night and they ended up at the same restaurant. And um, Dawson and Joey and Jen actually I don't think Dawson's in on it I think Joey and Jen try to like parent trap um Gail and Mitch and they send over a bottle of wine and make it seem like it's from um Gail and then they like put on a song for like them to dance to and Joey is sort of harassing the film teacher and kind of giving her like the 10th degree and um sort of like trying to show that she's like maybe not a good person and nobody should be with like they shouldn't Mitch shouldn't be with her and stuff like that um and then um it doesn't end up working like Mitch goes back on his date and Gail decides that she's going to go to Philadelphia and um even though they share this like really sweet moment while they're dancing and stuff like it's just like not really enough and then um towards the end of the episode Dawson and Joey are talking about sex and like talking about how they're going to end up having sex together eventually and things like that which is so weird because I just see them as siblings. And I know that there are people, there have to be people that like love them together. But I just don't see how you can look at them and be like goals. Like this is totally like, I guess though, honestly, it's kind of the same as people that ship like Pacy I mean, um, Peyton and Lucas because they seem like siblings to me. Like they look like siblings to me. And I just don't see like a chemistry between the two of them. I don't see chemistry between Dawson and Joey. And it just feels very forced and very weird. And I don't love it, but we're almost through the Dawson and Joey period So, whatever. So, episode 21 is called ch ch -ch changes And this is another one where, like, kind of nothing happens. Um, Jack and Andy's dad comes into town. And he wants to move. He wants to take Jack and Andy. Andy needs to be somewhere that she can get help. And um, Jack needs to come, too. And Jack decides that he doesn't want to come that he wants to stay Um, and he's kind of fighting for Andy to be able to stay because Andy has a really good thing with Pacey right now and Andy ends up saying that she wants to leave so she decides that she wants to leave and it's kind of hard for Pacey Um, but you know she just wants to go and get better and um, whatever so Jack decides that he's going to stay and then Dawson is working on a film project for like his final and he is interviewing Joey's dad Mike and um he's kind of asking him like life about being incarcerated and things like that and it makes joey uncomfortable and joey doesn't like it and she keeps interrupting it and she keeps trying to stop it and she's just like not comfortable with the fact that her dad was a criminal um and then towards the end of the episode um dawson ends up seeing her dad like with this guy and they're handling cocaine and that's kind of how the episode ends um and then just like one other little tidbit is Jen decides that she's gonna move back to New York and she's gonna go live with her family. Um, she calls her mom and she says that she wants to move home, but her mom is doesn't answer, and her mom's like, No thanks. So she's just gonna move to New York anyway. And Jack goes and Jack stops her, and this is like their big bonding sort of situation. And then Jack's like, Why don't you move in with me? We have this big old house and Andy's leaving and whatever. So um Jen decides that she's gonna live with Jack, and this is where the famous Jack and Jen friendship starts starts like really starts episode 22 is called parental discretion advised and this is the season finale of this is the end of season two um, Dawson is debating on if he should tell Joey about what he saw with her dad Mike and um, Gail is like you know I think you probably need to and Mitch is like I think you probably need to and like they kind of go back and forth or whatever and he's not really sure what he should do um, Pacey's dad has started staking out the ice house. And Pacey's like, why don't you leave them alone? Like, you know, they're just trying to get on with their lives. Like, whatever. And his dad is like, stay out of this. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, a little bit later on, um, they are arguing because Pacey is studying at the ice house. And Pacey's dad hits him, like punches him. And tells him that he needs to, like, get, get out of here. And he, he doesn't need to be, like, um, like conversing and like hanging out with the potters anymore because like it's not good and whatever um there ends up being a fire at the ice house and um Mike is stuck in the back because he's flushing coke and um it's like presumed that the fire was started by like a rival coke dealer or something um so there's this fire and Joey's dad is stuck and Dawson goes to get him out and um, Joey like runs to go get him out, and um, it's it's interesting to me because Pacey's the one that ends up getting Joey out. Like he's like carrying her out, and then like he's also the one that's like comforting her, like while she's waiting for her dad. And I know that Dawson's inside; he has like the fire extinguisher, and he's like trying to help put the fire out, and he's helping Pacey's dad inside. But it's just interesting to me that like Pacey's the one that's actually helping Joey. Like I know that Dawson's helping, but like Pacey's the one that's helping physically just Joey. Um these are like my ways of just like justifying that Pacey has always loved Joey and it's just like always been them but whatever um and Pacey ends up punching his dad for um because like they get into another fight and um his dad starts making crazy jokes about Andy he's like you know he gets one girlfriend but then she's crazy and she goes off and he punches him and he's like don't you ever talk about her again and blah 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 whatever um and then a little bit later, Pacey's dad comes out, and Pacey's dad says that Andy called for him, and he talked to her, and he learned about her, and he learned about Pacey, and it's a it's a shame that he had to learn about his son from someone else, and he apologizes to Pacey, and that's like one of the few like I think good moments that they have on this whole show. Um, Dawson ends up telling Joey about Mike and um the cocaine that he saw and Joey reacts really badly and she doesn't believe him and um like she ends up working with Pacey's dad and the cops and she um decides that she's gonna go um handle it. She ends up she asks well first she asks her dad if the fire had anything to do with him or if it was his fault in any way and he lies and he tells he says that um it had nothing to do with him. So she's kind of hurt and she's kind of talking to um Pacey's dad and they're like look like either you're gonna help us bring him in and like you're gonna help us take care of this or someone else is gonna like sell him out and it's gonna be way worse for him so she's like okay whatever so she goes and she asks him again and he ends up telling the truth and he tells the truth about the drugs and he tells the truth about everything and she's like I'm sorry I had to take care of it and she like lifts up her shirt and she's wearing a wire again I was Young, when I saw this, I was young and I didn't know anything about drugs. I didn't know anything about cocaine. I didn't know anything. And so, when I saw this episode when I was younger, I remember thinking that she had a bomb strapped to her stomach, or that she had some sort of cocaine smuggling device or something strapped to her. Like I didn't, I didn't comprehend that what she was doing was she was she was like wearing a wire and like helping the police get the information and get the confession that they needed for him to go back to jail. I sort of thought that like her saying that I took like she took care of it I thought that she helped him like smuggle drugs or something or for some reason I thought she was wearing a bomb like I didn't know what a wire was and again I had zero like drug experience and stuff like that so um that was really funny um to like watch it and know and again I've seen this several times so it's not like this is the first time but I think this is like my first watch where I'm like really paying attention to little nitty gritty things and I'm like comparing to what like I I thought the first time I saw it kind of thing. So um it was definitely hilarious when she like lifts up her stomach and I was like oh I have I have vivid memories of thinking that she had a bomb strapped to her or that she was like talking about she smuggled in drugs for him or something. It was very confusing but now I see that she was <laughs> she was wearing a wire to get his confession and that's really embarrassing but whatever um throughout this episode grams is telling jen that she wants to move back in and jen is saying that she's got a good thing going with jack and grams is saying that that's not um that's not you know good like they should be living with someone who's caring for them and so jen and jack move back in with grams and so jack's living there now too um i think he's staying in her like grandfather's old room or something now i think she says something about you know I've been meaning to clear out his room or something. Um, So I think that's really sweet. And this starts not only just like the Jen and Jack friendship, but the Jen, Jack and Graham's trio, which is a great trio down the line. Um, And then Joey ends up telling Dawson that she will never forgive him and she doesn't want to know him. And she's very upset. And she's like, you know, one day I'll forgive my father and one day I'll forgive myself, but I'll never forgive you. And I think she's being kind of petty, but she's sad and whatever. And so she's like, uh, I don't want to know you. And she like walks away. And I feel like this is the one time, I feel like um, Dawson always is a meme about him crying. And he's always the emotional big baby on the show. Um, He is the Lucas, the crybaby of every like he's the one that's always like overreacting and is being very dramatic but I think this is like one time I don't think he probably gets enough credit but this is one time that he handles this very very well like she says these like kind of immature like I don't want to know you like whatever and walks away and he said see you later Joey like very calmly like he doesn't argue he doesn't cry he doesn't whatever like he gets like she's just really hurt and she's really upset and he's like It is what it is and like is very understanding and like doesn't try to fight with her and it's like the one time i can point to that he is like this and so i just want to call it out and give him some props because he doesn't get them literally any other time for me so one thing that i forgot to mention and then i'm gonna get into all the songs and the movies is the hair this season was so hilarious Joey did this like half up flip, like she had her hair half up, half down, but then it was like in like some sort of bun where like her hair like flipped upside down or something. So it was like sort of just like weird and she wore that in like very many episodes. And then Jen had this weird thing where like she would curl pieces of her hair. Her hair was super, super short and she would curl pieces of her hair and then stick a clip on the curl to like hold the curl, almost like you were trying to like put rollers in sort of. Um, or she would just like have clips everywhere and have pieces like sticking out everywhere. Or she would have like little weird, like, spir- it was just, it was a lot of clips and it was a lot of curls. And it was a lot of like small pieces tufted up in different ways. And that was weird. And then Dawson had these like curled bangs, like, like, They were curled almost like a baseball cap, like how you curl a baseball cap, but they're like curled to the side of his face. And it was just like, it was very tragic that some of the hairstyles (laughs) this season were not the best. Um, so anyway, the songs that are called out to me, um, Out of My Head by Fastball, love it. Um, Have a Little Faith in Me. I'm not sure who sings this. I didn't write it down, but I assume you know what I'm talking about when I say that song um Hands by Jewel this I can like vividly like this song always reminds me of Dawson's Creek because um it's just like such a slow like it's a Jewel song so it's like very slow and it's like her voice and it's like um they're all sort of dealing with some like mellow drama and they're like all like on their own and it's like a montage to this song so I always really remember this um So I I, I really like this song. And then um, Kiss Me by Sixpence None The Richer. This song actually is in like multiple episodes that they like got a little, got a little crazy, got a little loopy with it. Um, And then Acoustic Number 3 by Goo Goo Dolls. I don't know why it's named that. And I don't actually know if I've ever heard this song before um, or not, but Acoustic Number 3 is a weird name for a song. Um, Only Lonely by Hootie and the Blowfish. And um, then there's Feels Like Home by, I think, Chantel whisk or something. Um, there's lots of versions of the feels like home song obviously like Blake Shelton tried to do it Michael Buble tried to do it like everybody tried to do it so um there's multiple versions and you can pick one but it's a version by a girl it's like I think the first version but I could be wrong and I'm so sorry if you can hear all the like pages in the notebook turning but it's what I gotta do um the movies they mentioned the last picture show which um I don't really have any idea what that's about um, but that's like the whole like the Rialto is closing sort of thing um, Footloose when they are talking about going to the dance they're watching Footloose which I think is funny um, Mr. Smith goes to Washington which is so good I love M- Mr. Smith is a babe or whoever I don't remember who that actor is but he back in the day was a babe um, they talk about Jerry Maguire which is a movie I've never seen but Tommy is constantly talking about how I need to see it Um, and Casablanca is also um, another movie that they, um, are watching and that's it. So that was the wrap up of Dawson's Creek season two. I think obviously the season's better than season one because season one is just like an introduction and season two, it kind of gets more into the nitty gritty of their lives. But ultimately, I'm not a fan of any sort of Dawson, Joey angst or will they, won't they, or relationship or fighting or breakups or anything like that. I'm not a fan. Um, So season two doesn't, isn't really like my fave. Um, I'm super excited because finally season three is when Joey and Pacey finally get together. So I think that I will like that much, much more. And um, it will be probably like a fave out of all the seasons, but um season two definitely had a lot more um you know to it than season one but ultimately neither neither season one nor season two are really my favorite so we'll see what happens when we get to season three thanks ciao